Or Bernie and Chris. I'm Bernie. I'm Chris. Chris, how was your week uh, last week? How was your Thanksgiving and all that fun stuff? You know, Thanksgiving was good. You know, obviously with the COVID, a little smaller than usual, but you know, it was a good Thanksgiving with a uh, couple family, small but good. Definitely gained a couple pounds from all the food we all probably ate on Thursday and Friday. Oh, yeah, I'm going back on probably my, Saturday. Uh, Going back on my three-week no-carbs diet to Christmas time. I gained a couple of pounds this week. Oh, jeez, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, so basically what you're saying, Chris, is if you text me and you're in an absolute terrible mood, I can just blame it on your diet. That's what you're basically saying. Blame it on the diet. Perfect. Or, 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 the, right. or the Yankees not signing DJ LeMail yet. Uh, we won't go that far yet. <laughs> Well, uh, once it becomes February and you're still bitching to me about stuff, then then I'll start blaming it on something else. Exactly. All right. Well, let's jump. Let's jump right into it as usual. Listener's choice right away. This is from our good buddy Nick Lanciani's second time that his question has been submitted. So he's he's on fire now that he he's on the leaderboard with two now. Uh, he asks. What do you guys think of the Denver Broncos situation? How do you think their quarterback did yesterday? Oh man, unfortunate. Chris, Chris, do you want to start with this one, or should I, or should I? I would blame just say him? it's an it's it's a crazy unfortunate situation. I mean, the guy was on the practice squad. He's he's been doing sales for a month right before that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he's a wide receiver, I believe, too. Yeah, um, he was. They, he was, was put into a really bad situation. I I say props to him for doing what he could. But it is just the NFL with this whole COVID. Is, it really is a shit show right now, and they're just trying to get through the year. It's, but um, yeah, I mean, they were going against a tough defense. It's tough. You can't. You, you you didn't expect him to do anything good, honestly. No. So, in case anyone just isn't aware, what happened with the Denver Broncos? All of their quarterbacks were unavailable yesterday. Because one of the, one of the quarterbacks, uh, Jeff Driscoll, tested positive, and the three other quarterbacks, uh, Drew Locke and the other two, I don't know who the other two are, I forget who they are, were deemed high risk because they were, uh, you know, in contact with him. So all f- four of them, because there was four of them, were ruled out for Sunday, and. Denver really did the best they could in this situation. Now, I will say, at first it was reported, I think, that it seemed like nobody was wearing a mask. Um, which, I mean, Den- Denver, like, how dare you? Like, you gotta got to be on top of that. But now, like, I'm hearing reports that they were masked. It's just that they were in close contact with each other. So now there's conflicting reports about it. But even, but even Vic, Van- uh, Vic Fangio yesterday in the postgame interview was saying, you know, we got to be better about being on top of protocols. Yes, Denver, you too. But at the same time, this game should have not been played yesterday. Yeah, it seems to be a story that continues to be unfolding. Is these games that shouldn't be played continue to be played. Like, it seems as if the Ravens are going to play Tuesday, and they really shouldn't be playing that game. Like, like, you, like me and you were talking about through text. They're trying not to play Week 18. At this point, it is what it is. You have flexibility with the Super Bowl. It doesn't make a difference when the Super Bowl is. You're going to get your ratings. You're going to get your money. You got to start putting the people's health at, at uh, the top of the priority list here. Exactly. Um, but really, this Denver game really should not have been played yesterday because they had no quarterback available. On top of that, too, Denver submitted to the NFL like, hey, can we just play this game on Monday instead? That way we'll have a quarterback. And they said no. Like, really. I like, But we all know, if this team still had somebody like Peyton Manning on it, and he, God forbid, had tested positive, we all know this game would have been flat-out canceled, even way before uh, the news about all quarterbacks being out. The second, like, a big-named player, it's just instantly the game is postponed. It's, it's so ridiculous. But the NFL only cares about its stars and does not care about the little guys. And yes, I'm calling the Denver Broncos the little guys because their only well-known, like best player on the team is Von Miller, and he's not even he's not even playing this year because he's hurt. Yeah, but if Von Miller had tested positive, which actually he did test positive in the off season, 
But if it was in season, he was playing you test positive. I think instantly this game would have been postponed a day, at least a day, because that's the NFL logic. Yeah, you're completely right, Matt. It seems to be a common theme. It's only you only really hear about these games getting canceled or postponed when they really shouldn't be. If it's a star player like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I think with yesterday, with how the game turned out too, we all we all knew Denver was not going to win that game. No. We all, but I think yesterday with the Broncos playing and the NFL really saying to them, no, we're not going to delay your game a day. I think this one really cements Roger Goodell's legacy as the worst commissioner the NFL will ever have. Yeah, he stinks. And he, he, might, he might be the worst commissioner in sports. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's not great. A, he's a terrible human being. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him. I have to agree with no, you. Nobody is. But anyways, Nick, thanks for the question, buddy. Uh, please <laughs> please keep giving us more questions because the ones that you give me, they're hilarious. But I just have to pick other people sometimes. But this one was great. Uh, this one was great to talk about. Yeah, thanks for the questions. We appreciate it. Let's move on over to the NBA. Um, yeah, because there is NBA news because we are slowly approaching uh, December 22nd, the start date. Today is November 30th. That's crazy by the way. about. I know. By the way, today is November thirtieth. Happy birthday, mom! My, Happy my birthday. mother is twenty-one. My mom's twenty-one years old today. Uh, please, please take that as a joke, because I am older than twenty-one. But you, <laughs> everyone knows what I mean by that. But anyways, back 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 to the NBA. Preseason schedule came out this week. That's crazy to think about. That preseason schedule is out. Crazy. I would think the NBA would just have training camp and maybe scrimmages with local teams, and that's about it. No, they're doing flat out like a preseason. Yeah, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, the Celtics, the team that you know, the only team that really matters, they have two preseason games, and other non-bubble teams or teams that barely were in the bubble have four preseason games. I think it's just because of time of how long teams were in the bubble compared to others. Makes sense. Uh, the Celtics, they are going to be playing on Tuesday, uh, December 15th. That is uh, so against soon. The, against the 76ers. I, yeah, feel like we, literally... I feel like we were just wrapping up the bubble. That's crazy. We were. It's crazy to think about that we, we're already swinging right back into – in the, into uh, basketball. But Tuesday, uh, December 15th, 7, they're going to be playing Philadelphia in Philly. And then December 18th, just a few days later, they're going to be hosting Brooklyn. Um, I don't think fans are going to be in the stands to start, think, to start things out with the NBA. I agree. I think eventually, I think what they said, what they want to do is slowly facilitate fans in. It'll be like football. I think it I think it'll be even less than what football normally allows. Yeah, I'm saying like same idea where they slowly start to let fans in. <laughs> the only issue is that though, compared I know there's I know there are some exceptions in the NFL with this, but you know, obviously you're gonna be inside instead of outside. <coughs> so with the fans already being spaced outside at the football stadium sellout fans, the NBA arenas, they really gotta space out the fans. Yeah, so like like you say, it makes sense that they would probably have less fans because the space issues. Exactly. So what do you what do you think of this, Chris? Just two uh, preseason games for the Celtics. I think it's good. You know, you got to get back into the routine. Um, you know, it's crazy thinking about that this team is starting up again, but they are. You know, a lot of teams got better, and uh, it's time for the boys to get to work. Simple as that. Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm excited, excited for basketball. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. One thing that is also kind of exciting, kind of like, okay, thank God this is over, is this whole Gordon Hayward saga. Now, we talked about last week that we were, you know, we weren't the happiest with Danny Ainge last week when it was announced that Gordon Hayward was going to be heading to the Charlotte Hornets on a four-year, $120 million deal. And it looked like the Celtics were going to walk away empty-handed here. I'll admit, Chris and I, we were not happy, but we weren't over the top about it, unlike, you know, some people online. We voiced our displeasure, and then as the week progressed, we learned that, hey, this is going to be a sign and trade most likely, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And the Celtics, they got 
a trade exemption with um with two future second round draft picks, and now all of a sudden they have like twenty nine million dollars to spend. Yeah, you know, you know, it's always good to Danny Ainge always seems to do a good job of acquiring draft picks. That's how we acquired Jason Tatum. Um, I think uh, Celtic Nation was too quick to judge Danny Ainge. Um, obviously, we all still want that big man. Uh, we have twenty-seven million. What they do with it, I don't know, but we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, there's got there's got to be someone out there that they have their eyes on. Yeah. I mean, if not, if if they just hold that twenty-nine million and just wait to see what they can do with it, that's fine. But at least they didn't truly walk away empty-handed. Yeah, so it would have been nice if they had gotten a player in return. But I'll take what we got. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, like, we just have to, uh, self-defense, have to think about everything. You know, we had to pay Tatum. They just paid Brown last year. Um, They had contracts to pay. Um, They gave Kemba money last year. So the next big contract that they will give is whoever their center that they really are going to want to have. It's not going to be Tristan Thompson. No, no, Tristan's just a two-year uh, plug for now. But, no, we're happy with the signing for sure. Like we talked about last week, we like it. I like it, yeah. I, I, I like this deal now that I've, like, truly, like, taken a look at all the little minor details about it and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm, I don't, again, don't blame that Gordon Hayward's chasing a four-year, $120 million deal. Dude, no, I got nothing against that. Gordon Hayward. No, he. I, I don't either. I actually liked him when he was on Utah, and uh, he was a good college football player. I liked him in Butler, but um, but um, you know, it just didn't work out in Boston. It was unfortunate. Um, other stars grew. He was supposed to be one of our stars, and then uh, we got Jason Tatum, who blossomed out of out of um, right underneath him. So you know, things just really didn't work out into his favor. But you know, we wish Gordon nothing but the best. Exactly. And then today, too, um, not too long ago, I don't know if you saw this, Chris, but Celtics, they just hired um, Evan Turner to be an assistant coach for really? player development. For, for player development. That's good, then. So, so, so if you remember Evan Turner, he was what I call the, the weird transition <clears throat> years of the Celtics, where they truly didn't have a team identity compared to what they had now, what they had previously. It was those weird middle years. Where it was, you know, like Evan Turner. I think Gerald Wallace was Gerald. Wall- that was his name, I think. Joe Green, Gerald Wallace was there. Um, the the beginning of the Isaiah Thomas years before Isaiah Thomas turned into Isaiah Thomas. We- weird time, but I-, I think it's a good signing just because I think Evan Turner is relatable to a lot of the guys, and I, and I think they'll all build some chemistry immediately. I, I didn't know about that. Um, that's a good. It that's good. To just see. It, when I say it just happened, I mean like it literally just happened like two hours ago. Cool. So we'll we'll, we'll take it. Um, I hope this isn't Boston trying to be like this is our Udonis Haslam because that's not gonna ha- that's that's certainly not the case. But we'll see. We'll we'll see what this uh, young Celtics team is up to. Training camp starts, I think. At the end of this week, I think, or like early next week, I forget what the start date is. But I'm glad. Let's get the boys rolling. Let, let's get, let's get, let's go let's go get that banner. Let's. It's all that let's all that matters. It. All right, let's move on over to uh, college basketball really quick. Um, it's back. College basketball, welcome back. We haven't seen we haven't seen college basketball since like February March during the yeah, um, February. Yeah, really February because that was when the conference tournaments were going on to determine who would be going to the uh, you know March Madness. Obviously, <clears throat> way back February, March, that was the beginning of this whole you know be, of the country locking down and the pandemic and stuff like that. So there was no March Madness this year. So really, this is the first time that we're seeing college basketball in quite a long time. It's good. College basketball is the best. Um, so glad it's back. It's a different environment though, because obviously no fans. But it's weird. I actually watched like Duke's first game. I watched. Uh, of course you Saturday. did. And uh, it we get it, Chris. You like Duke? <laughs> it was weird seeing Cameron in your stadium with like cardboard fans and like all the coaches and everything is spaced out. It's really weird. But mm-hmm. as long as we got the sports, it is what it is. You got to deal with it for now. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, why are you a Duke fan? I've always wanted a Duke fan. I've grown up a Duke fan my whole life, actually. Um, my sister was actually a Duke 
like Duke growing up, and I kind of just always, uh, being the younger brother, kind of just followed her footsteps and uh, started to root for them. How adorable. And, um, as I got older, I started to get more into the team. Um, she ended up marrying um, the guy she ended up marrying. My brother-in-law actually is a huge Duke fan as well. Of course. So I, I started watching the games with him. It was um, it was just cool. Um, uh, I was always a big J.J. Reddick guy and uh, kind of just really took off from uh, – them i mean that's one of the, that was like one of the first duke teams i really can remember when uh jj was on the team all right I and i kind of um kind of just took off from there and i've liked them ever since i, like, I really that. don't have a college um i really don't have a college football team and i really just follow college basketball way more and uh i get a lot of hate for liking duke but um I, that's my reason no, I, like I respect it i respect that decision my sister and uh i just follow them ever since no i respect that chris that's that's nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're just like, oh, Duke's the good team, so I'm just gonna root for them. No, you actually, nah, you nah. actually have a background, unlike me, where <laughs> we're just. I guess I'll say I'm a Villanova fan, so obviously not. I, I'm not. I haven't had a great time, unlike Chris has, but recently I have. Yeah, I don't. I've always just. I've always just liked Villanova. Um, when I went to this basketball camp when I was younger. Um, they like divided up like all like the, the kids and stuff like that, and I started off in the in the, what they call they call it the college level just because of the age group. I wasn't with actual college kids, but I was put on the Villanova team, and then from there it just it just stuck with me. So that that's my story for why I like Villanova. It's nothing sentimental, unlike Chris's story. Um, but definitely, Chris and I, we have seen some we've, – we've seen success definitely with the college basketball teams that we like. Um, and, yeah, everyone gets it. We have – we like – we – our teams are pretty good. And we're, Chris and I are hoping for another good season from both of our teams this year. Yeah, they're Hopefully our teams – hopefully our teams – because supposedly there is going to be a tournament this year, March Madness. Hopefully our teams don't meet each other. So that Chris and I aren't just they were they were on target to meet each other last year. It would have been they were which which would have been my good friends at home. Presti actually went to Villanova and he's a big uh, Nova guy, and uh, we were all pumped up because the game was supposed to be on the East Coast and it would have been at MSG. We were planning on going to the game, and then freaking Rona hit. So, um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Have you ever been to the tournament before? I have. I've been to the Sweet Sixteen League Eight. I I I usually tend usually tend to go when they have it at MSG. Mm-hmm. I've been to the round of 32. Nice. When um, it was our freshman year at Curry, um, I went to – it was in Providence. Yeah, I was going to go Pro- to that one. Yeah, I remember. Where the Providence Friars play because guess who was playing there, Chris? Duke yeah. was there. Yeah. They almost lost, but I saw them. I remember that I year. Forget who they were pl- I forget who they were playing, but yeah. they almost lost to that team, whoever they played. It was a, close to being an upset. Then right after it was Yale and Baylor. Baylor was, I think, the number two seed in whatever bracket that was, um, whatever region that was, and Yale ended up upsetting them. Wild. So, and when you were, and when, if you were there, you would have thought that this was like a Yale home game, because literally nobody was rooting for Baylor in that in that building. Everyone everyone was rooting for Yale, and Yale pulled it off. I think. This was like a four twelve matchup. Now that I'm thinking about it, so or like a three, whatever the seed Baylor would be. I can't do math off the top of my head, but it it was a big upset, and Yale actually almost pulled off another upset in the second game. So yeah, it's just great. But it was re- it was really it was really cool to see. it was really cool to see. I think it's always cool to, say to that see I, a team you know, to see an upset. Yeah, so. it's always great to go to the tournament. Um, anytime Duke plays the MSG, guy try to go down to uh, see them play because it's my best chance to see them. Play. Yeah, like whenever, yeah, like whenever the tournament is in Boston or if it's in like Providence or anything like that, I try to go. For sure, I'm willing to go to New York though. For sure, I will say I'm willing to, to go to New York to go see it. Yeah, I definitely will. Yeah, but let's move on over to the um, other college sport that we care about: college football. And props to Vanderbilt for doing this this weekend. Sarah Fuller makes history as she becomes the first woman to play in a college in, in a power five conference game um, for, for Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt got absolutely blown out, but that's not the story of this game. The story of this game is how awesome of a moment it was to see uh, Sarah Fuller 
do the kickoff. Um, what do you what do you think of this, Chris? What do you, what do you just think of the story? It's great for sports. Um, it's great for college football. Um, it's awesome for Sarah. I think they said that she won a national championship in soccer there. Yeah, Vanderbilt won, won. won the women's like title that uh, also. Pretty so. wild. She like just won that and then um, helping out her uh, fellow sports teams. And I think it's good for any uh, girls out there who says anything is achievable if you want to. So uh, it's, it's exactly. great. It's great. I mean, she definitely is an inspiration now. Um, I was looking everywhere to watch this game on TV this weekend because I wanted to see if Vanderbilt would give her a chance to kick a field goal. Yeah. Vanderbilt absolutely did not even come close to, for that to happen. Um, I will say, though, yes, this is a great moment and all, but I also want to say to everybody out there who was like kind of criticizing her, grow up. Enjoy the moment, and I'm sorry if your fragile masculinity got, is, is offended that a girl did something that better than you ever will do. Get over it. Be, stop, stop being a jerk online, and uh, just look at the moment and not the kick, because yes, it was a squib kick, not a true kickoff, but it was designed to be a squib. Get over it. Stop, stop, stop trying to criticize her. Yeah. J- well just, said. just stop. It's foolish. Well said. All right. Uh, any, uh, go. Oh, I can't talk. Go, also going on college football. Um, Alabama absolutely slaughtered Auburn this weekend in the Iron Bowl. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, they're on a different level. I think it's this kid, Mac Jones, the quarterback for Alabama. Each week can just continues to impress me each and every week. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, sure. I think he's going to go. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to be a first round pick. No, but I think he's going to get picked, and if he gets, if he follows to the right system, you know, you never know with these quarterbacks. They always seem to fly up the draft board come come NFL season draft time. Yeah, exactly. Um, But Mac Jones just continues to impress me every week, and I thought maybe this would be a more closer game just because Nick Saban wasn't on the sidelines because he actually tested positive and actually has symptoms now. Um, he is saying he is feeling better, so that's good to hear. But I thought may- maybe like Auburn had a slight chance, but no, nah, they completely sucked. Nah. This this was not a fun game to watch if you were an Auburn fan. It wasn't. Uh, Penn State, they finally got their first win of the season. Trash. Um, about damn time. <laughs> we're in December. <laughs> Exactly. They beat Michigan at Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's so bad. They got to fire him. Mich- Mich- Michigan, Michigan's terrible. That, I, I think you and I can agree here. It's time for them to let go. They've, been, they've been so bad. They never lived up to their expectations that they were supposed to. No, Jim Harbaugh never won a Big Ten championship. Um, winless against Ohio State. He really has no reason has to have like, a job. He has like one or two wins against Michigan State. It's and in the and in the Big Ten, obviously at times they've struggled. More often than not. Jim Harbaugh is not the answer. He's not the answer. No, maybe he's more no. suited for the NFL. He was good in the NFL. I don't know. It's weird. Well, with all the coaching, you know, vacancies that are probably gonna be happening this year. Maybe maybe Har- maybe Jim Harbaugh makes a return to the NFL. Maybe. Who knows? But it'd be an interesting storyline. Sure. But Jim Harbaugh sucks for the Michigan Wolverines. The Michigan Wolverines suck. Uh, but the Big Ten is a giant mystery as well, because Ohio State is in jeopardy of potentially not even making it to the Big Ten championship game. Here's why: COVID. So. Ohio State has had two games now, or three, I think there's two games that have been canceled because of COVID this year. The Big Ten is not postponing games. They're just flat out canceling. Yep. Ohio State needs to play these next two games and win them in order to pretty much make it to the Big Ten championship game. Hopefully if, hopefully everything is okay because that's the team you want to see in the Final Four. Exactly. So if one, if one of the two games is canceled because of COVID, they are not qualified for the Big Ten Championship. If that does happen, it would be interesting to see what the committee does and how would they do yes. this. It's a whole big thing going around sports now about this. 
Yes, because if it's if they can't make it to the Big Ten championship, do they because they're not qualified, should they even be considered to be in the top four? My opinion, no, they don't. Give it to someone else who has actually been able to play more games and win in, in dominant fashion. So teams like Cincinnati, Florida, and Texas A&M, those are the three teams I would I think that would have to. I think Florida's going to get in regardless. Actually, they have a good chance if they play Alabama and they beat them in the SEC championship oh, game. They'll 100%. get in. Hundred percent. If 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 Florida if Florida beats uh, Alabama in the SEC championship game, absolutely Florida. I think they would both get in regardless. But yeah, absolutely. I th- I think the only way Florida gets in though is if they beat Alabama. Oh no! Yeah, I agree. But the committee man, all eyes are going to be on them if something happens to Ohio State where they can't, where they can't play Michigan, or Michigan State. So those are the last two games of the season for them. Yeah. So. So it's something definitely to keep an eye on. Um, definitely with the Big Ten with Ohio State specifically because obviously you got Justin Fields, who this is most likely his last season with the Buckeyes, and you definitely want to see him go out, not like this. No. Speaking of players who are on their way out, Trevor Lawrence. First time he played in five weeks um, because he had COVID, so he missed two games. Then then Clemson had their bye week, and then Clemson had the game canceled or postponed because of COVID. And then today, and then obviously this past weekend, Trevor Lawrence finally returns to the football field. The kid absolutely just was just dominant. Didn't even finish the game. He was pulled, I think, in the third or fourth, like. Towards the end of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a different team when he's healthy, for sure. He's unbelievable. It's a shame he might be going to the Jets. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, there was some debate like while he was out. Oh, should Trevor Lawrence get the Heisman? Yes. Look, look at what he just did after being off for five weeks. Looks like he didn't miss any time at all. Yeah. Give the kid the Heisman. Um, pray to God that the Jets somehow screw up and win like two games and don't get the number one overall pick because I don't want to see him go to the Jets and have his career ruined before he even gets started. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be very interesting. No, no, Chris, call me a little crazy here. Or stop me if you think I'm crazy here, but this is almost like a Mark Sanchez situation. Very similar. Because Mark Sanchez was an excellent quarterback at USC. Jets trade up to get him. Sucked. With the Jets, so, yes, they went to two AFC Championship games because that was the year that the Jets had like San Antonio Holmes, Plasco Burris, uh, Revis was good. They had Antonio Cromartie, like they had they had everybody, Ladanian Tomlinson, like they had all the good players. But after the after those two seasons, obviously production went way downhill. Um, Jets, eh, not that great. Yeah, you got to. I think it might. Um... Darnold, he was never put into a situation where he could succeed. No, and this is another like Sam Darnold thing too. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. It's just the coaching in New York is horrendous. Yeah, you know, like Adam Gase. Adam Gase literally said today um, that that oh, um, it's a collective uh, system for who calls the plays. What like what is that? <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. And he'll be canned real soon. And um, he should be. He should have been canned. But it seems like the Jets have the right GM in place. If we'll see what this GM does, Joe Douglas. And um, if he can use his picks wisely, they have a lot of cap space, and they get Trevor Lawrence. Maybe they can do something. But uh, the the jury's still out on that. They are the New York Jets, and uh, until they prove us wrong as football fans, uh, we're always gonna think of them as that. <coughs> Exactly. We call them the New York jokes for a reason. I guess well, now we're just going to move into the NFL and keep this keep this going. But yeah, yeah, the, the Jets are awful. I mean, they're still winless. We'll get into that later. They're still winless. Um, team is an absolute joke. Frank Thomas, not Frank Thomas, Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore flat out said, "I don't want to go out like this" because he he even knows that the team's going to go zero and sixteen. Yeah, it's not looking good. Not look, no, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of tension in, in that Jets locker room right now, probably. Yeah. Um, Patriots, they won yesterday, barely. They escaped the Arizona Cardinals um, at, a, at a last-second field goal at the buzzer. 
Um, it was a walk-off win. Nick Folk hit a 50-yarder. Uh, if you were to tell me that Nick Folk would have been one of the best players on the Patriots this year, I would have called you crazy, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, Patriots won this game 20-17. to Clinton um, was horrendous, as always. Uh, 9 of 18 for 84 yards and two picks. Yikes. <laughs> Kyler Murray did not have a great day either for the Cardinals, thankfully. He went 23 of 34, 170 yards and a pick as well. But Kenyon Drake had two touchdowns on the ground with 78 yards. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a quiet day, five receptions for 55 yards. So Gilmore overall did a good job uh, handling him for the most part. Um, James White got two touchdowns for the Patriots. We got two touchdowns for the Patriots, so he was kind of the unsung hero for, for them yesterday. Um, Cam Newton, man. Awful. This was, I think, one of the worst that he, worst games he's played all year, and he cannot be playing like this now. This is not the time to be playing like this. Yeah, he's tough Patriots to figure got out. lucky that the Cardinals were not at their were not playing at their best yesterday. Yeah, they did. But a win's a win. You can move on to the next week. Yeah, now, Patriots now begin their two week uh, vacation in Los Angeles, starting off with the Chargers, and then they play the Rams like right after. So. Winnable no, game. a win's a win. Just like Chris said, I'll take it. Not happy about it though, but we're still in the run. We're still in the hunt for, for the last playoff spot. I doubt we're gonna get it, but it's crazy. That it this has just been a crazy year for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you can ask is that you're in the hunt. Exactly. So, how'd your Giants do yesterday? Uh, they escaped ugly. It was a uh, crazy end to the game. Um, the refs made a really bad call at the end that almost cost us the game. A horrendous pass interference call. That set them up for a touchdown that almost uh, gave them the win. But, you know, the Giants win. They're 4-7. and seven. They are 4-2 and two over the last six weeks after starting 0-7. Um, they could, uh, they're playing good football. You know, this defense is impressive. Um, they're, they're a top 15 defense in this league right now. They're continuing to win as ball games. Leonard Williams is playing great. Um, Daniel Jones continues to play great football. Um, he got hurt. Luckily, reports came out today that uh, just about a half hour ago that it's a, just a uh, groin strain, I think they said, or a hamstring, uh, low grade. Um, he has a chance to play this week for Seattle. Um, I don't think he oh, plays. That's who you guys have? Oh, my yeah. God. I ultimately don't think he's going to play this week, and I don't want them to force it because it's Seattle. It's a tough game regardless. This game's not going to make or break our season. I'd rather have him sit out a week, get healthy for um, uh, the home stretch. Oh, my God, yeah. Because I'm looking at the stats um, for yesterday's game. Seems like, you know, Daniel Jones had a good day. Wayne Gallman had a good day. Yeah, I mean, he could have had two touchdowns, too. He threw a pass to Ingram. He got caught up at the goal line. Should have scored. That guy's frustrating. Yeah. Evan um, Ingram actually got over 100 yards receiving yesterday. He's just a frustrating – it's a love-hate relationship with this guy, man. Makes I can't believe Evan Ingram actually caught the ball. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, Wayne Goldman continues to be a good running back. Uh, he's definitely going to be uh, getting carries with Saquon next year to help him uh, with the load. But, um, you know, Daniel Jones continues to play good. He seems to be playing better. And um, I just hope he's healthy. I hope uh, the recovery is good. Um, I, I, I know Joe Judge is not going to force him back if he's not ready. Uh, this week's not going to make or break us. Let's get Colt McCoy some uh, first-team reps, and we'll, we'll see what happens Sunday. Colt Any, McCoy is your backup quarterback. Yeah, you got to roll with it for a week if, if we need to. It is what it is. Colt McCoy. Yeah, but I'm not worried about Colt McCoy. It's a team game. Just has to put him in oh a good God. position <laughs> to win games. But uh, like I say, the report, uh, a lot of people thought that uh, he would be out a couple of weeks. It's looking to be better than that. And uh, as a Giant fan, we're in first place right now. Uh, so like, so basically, it's like a sigh of relief that looks like Daniel Jones is probably going to miss like one, two games tops. Basically. Yeah, it's looking like maybe one. Uh, they, say, they say he has a chance to play Sunday, but we'll see how he progresses. I don't want them to rush him back, but it's a big sigh of relief for uh, Giant fans as we're right in the thick of this division. I mean, really, when you think about the NFC East, it's really between you guys and Washington. Yeah, I think so. Because we all know Philly's going to lose tonight. Yeah. And we all know the Cowboys are trash. Yeah. So it really is between Washington and the Giants. And I think, I think if it's going to get six to seven wins, they get in. Um, 
I think the Browns, even though the Browns are eight and three, uh, I think they're a beatable team. Uh, the Cowboys this is our last game of the year. They're a beatable team, and um, the Cardinals don't really scare me. They, I mean, Colin Murray and that offense is explosive, but I mean, as you know, you play them. They're a beatable team, and uh, they seem to be in yes. a lot of close games. And, and and in a way too, if I'm opposing teams that have the Cardinals on their schedule, I do look at this tape from the Patriots because Belichick kind of exposed the that Arizona offense a little bit. He did. They put they had a great game plan for shutting down Murray. Granted, now granted, they did not have Larry Fitzgerald yesterday because Larry Fitzgerald is also battling COVID right now. Hope he gets better soon. Because here's my thing: if Larry Fitzgerald had played yesterday. I think this game is completely different. Could be because that was be. one less receiver. That was one less receiver the Patriots had to worry about yesterday. Because obviously the Cardinals had have DeAndre Hopkins. They have Larry Fitzgerald. Um, they have Andy Isabella, a, a UMass uh, Amherst product, by the way. And th- then they have Christian Kirk, who has been improving each week. So the fact that you eliminate Larry Fitzgerald from that equation, that's a huge thing right there. It was a huge loss for Arizona. Yes, Larry Fitzgerald isn't what he was like five, six, seven years ago. But still, when you even just hear the name Larry Fitzgerald, you go, oh, God. Yeah, like you said. That's the kind of of reputation he's built. Larry Fitz is the man. We wish him a speedy recovery. Um, They're a beatable team. Um, Anyone can win in any game Sunday. That's the NFL for you. And um, we're sitting at four and seven in first place. I like our chances. Um, The Jones, getting this news on Jones, um, I'm happy that it's not worse. And uh, Mm – I think everything's right in front of them. They just got to take care of business. Yeah, so basically, all the Giants have to do is get a better record than Washington and they win the division. Yeah, and hopefully the uh, Eagles continue to skid, which I'm sure they will. Them, I have, I have full, full faith that they will continue to not be good. But yeah. Anyways, um, speaking of terrible NFC teams, uh, the Lions, they, you know, they got blown out on Thanksgiving. Um, and as a result of this, uh, the Lions fired the pathetic Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn was the general manager. Pathetic Matt Patricia was the head coach. In his short career, in his short three-and-a-half-year career with the – or this was his third season with the Lions. He couldn't even finish, he couldn't even finish three years with the team. Uh, but Matt Patricia, as a coach, went 13-29-1. He had one tie, 13 wins, 29 losses. Consistently fourth place in the NFC North. Yeah, they Matt stink. Patricia was awful. You know they they fired Jim Caldwell the year after they brought him to the playoffs. And I bet exactly. You, I bet you they, it's like they had him. So it's like everyone at the time, everyone was like, "What the hell are the Lions doing?" And now everyone's like, "Why the hell did the Lions still fire fuck fire Jim Caldwell?" Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I mean, hopefully the Lions learn from this. Like, hey, maybe let's not fire coaches that bring us to the postseason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, logic, right? I mean, I know it's weird for Detroit to – I know Detroit likes to have the reputation of being a bad team, so maybe that's why they got rid of him or something. I don't know. <laughs> but Matt Patricia was terrible. Um, Bob Quinn, I guess, wasn't great either. Former Lions – former and Lions uh, players – or former Lions and current former and current Lions players. There we go. Third time's a charm. They were celebrating this like online. That's how you know that they were not liked there. I mean, I I think it was Darius Slay or Eric Ebron, uh, both former Lion players, went on Twitter and said, "Yeah, and you were the." One. They said something how like one of them I guess threatened to to end their career or anything like that, or or just ship them out or anything like that. And he's just laughing at the fact that the Lions just shipped them out. Yeah, I mean, it just—it just—it just seems like that that the the players never liked Matt Patricia from what I'm getting, and Bob Quinn. So, seems like a maybe player. maybe Detroit will finally get it right with their coach as they once again have to start looking. Maybe they they don't look too far and bring in Jim Harbaugh. Who knows? Maybe they'll make a quick joke and bring in Marvin Lewis, the former Bengals coach who never won a playoff game. Um, if they want, if they want to, you know, continue to be terrible, then maybe yeah, bring bring one of those two in. But who knows? Maybe Bill O'Brien becomes a Texan head, becomes the former Texans head coach, becomes a Lions head coach. Who knows? Yeah, but let's see what happens. It's another it's another coaching vacancy in the NFL. 
And speaking yeah. of coaching vacancies, there's going to be even another one by the end of the season as basically right after their game yesterday, the, Jag- the Jaguars fired their general manager, Dave Caldwell. Dave Caldwell sucked as a general manager. Uh, owner Shad Khan confirmed that head coach Doug Marone will finish out the 2020 season. I doubt he will, to be honest with you. Because, yes, Doug Marone brought the Jaguars to the AFC Championship game in 2017. But that's yeah, nothing. It's been nothing since then. They had a clear house. Garbage. The, the Jaguars are, ter- are a terrible team. And the fact that they're getting rid of their general manager but not their head coach makes no sense. So definitely Doug Marone will definitely be fired at the end of the season. Yeah, there'll too. be about six uh, new jobs that will be open by the time this year's over. Yeah, I mean, who, I mean, it's there's gonna be quite a bit of head coaching. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting there. to see what happens. Um, so as you alluded to earlier, Chris, um, there is a COVID outbreak right now in the NFL once again. Uh, this time it's in Baltimore with the Ravens. Seven projected starters right now have the virus or are on the virus list. And I think it's a total of like 18 or 20 players or something like that have it. And then there's also personnel and staff as well. This is, this is, this is getting bad. Yeah, it should show for them. Because they were supposed to play Thanksgiving night. Then it got pushed back to Sunday. Now they're playing Tuesday because it just, it just seemed because the Ravens just can't get a hold. Yeah, of I don't know what's going on. Be honest with me. Be honest. And then NFL today canceled the Ravens practice. And I don't even think the I don't know if the Ravens have left Baltimore yet because they got to travel to Pittsburgh. Which, by the way, there's snow in the forecast with the Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts tomorrow night. So, do you do you think this game gets played? I do. Honestly? Yeah. It, I don't. I don't think it. Do you think the NFL is yeah, just gonna it's force gonna be it? Another force for sure. They already moved back the Cowboys game the following for another week. It's gonna get played. Yeah. So. Again, this is another example of the NFL having another poor, poor management towards the, towards the virus in the sense of you know player safety, and managing games and stuff like that. NFL just continues to be a joke in that nature. Yeah. Um, gonna be awful. But speaking of like awful and awful stories, this this isn't good for the 49ers. So on Saturday, it was announced that the Santa Clara County they put a ban on all contact sports at the pro and college levels, which means the 49ers cannot play at home now or even practice for a couple weeks. And they were homeless. They were, they were in limbo for a little bit because they have a home game this Sunday against Buffalo. And then today, today it was just announced that they're going to have their home games over the Arizona Cardinals stadium. So, I mean, 49ers, they've been given, they've been literally given everything, thrown everything at them this year, and they just continue the battle. They're just like the Patriots; they're in the, they're in the thick of things right now. They're on the outside looking in. But what do you think of this story? This is a wild story, Chris. What do you think of it? It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's really what you can say. <laughs> exactly, and I actually I actually just got a notification about the Ravens to hop back onto the Ravens. Um. So Adam Schefter just reported that Ravens players still have not been given any guidance or when, if the team will leave for Pittsburgh. Chance, chances of postponement of Tuesday's of Tuesday night's game is now increasing by the hour. So this game might not even get. Yeah, it looks now. like it. Looks like we're going to be having a week eighteen after yeah. all. There's no way they just flat out cancel a division game like this. So we'll find out what happens. Hmm. But let's uh, let's let's review everything that happened uh, this past week in the NFL for game wise. Let's head back over to Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Texans, as we said, they blew out the Lions, uh, forty-one twenty-five. Lions suck. They fired Matt Patricia. Not much else to say here. Uh, the Washington Football Team they blew out the Cowboys, forty-one sixteen. We were talking about head coaching vacancies. This might be another yeah, one in Dallas. Da- Dallas just I I get it. They do not have Dak. And obviously, Andy Dalton got hurt too. But still, this Mike McCarthy is continuing to suck as I, I hope he stays. Well. I'm sure <laughs> you do, Chris. 
Um, as we said earlier, the Patriots won 20-17. Cam Newton sucked. Uh, the Falcons, they blew out the Raiders 43-6 to yesterday. The, 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 the Atlanta Falcons blew out the Raiders 43-6 yesterday. What the hell happened to the Wild. Raiders? The Raiders absolutely sucked in this game. The Falcons looked like looked like the Super Bowl 51 Falcons team. They would, just looked unbelievable yesterday. And by the way, Julio Jones did not even play. That's crazy. Game. It was just an overall. It was just a team effort overall for for Atlanta to get a win yeah. yesterday. Uh, the Bills they beat the Chargers twenty seven seventeen. The Bills they got to work on their hail mary defense because because the uh, Justin Herbert threw a hail mary on them yesterday, completed it. So maybe the way to beat Buffalo is just throw hail marys on them. Um, as we talked about, uh, the Giants beat the Bengals 19-17. to Obviously, just keep an eye on Daniel Jones, see what his health is like. The Titans beat the Colts 45-26. Dan- uh, Derrick Henry just ran all over the season yesterday. Titans literally – Titans had 35 points at the half, and Derrick Henry had three touchdowns for like 140 yeah. yards or something like that. It was another ridiculous day for Derrick Henry. Uh, the Vikings beat the Panthers 28-27. This was a fun game to watch. It was just back and forth on yeah, the most part. Um, another good win for Minnesota. Minnesota, with Arizona's loss now, is one game out of the second wild. the wild card. So, Chris, you and I it might actually end up being right with Minnesota sneaking Maybe. in the seventh seed. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Jokes 20-3. Jokes are going to joke. Yep. <laughs> Browns beat Browns beat the Jaguars 27-25. This was like this is like a typical Browns Jaguars game where it's always close despite who the better team would be. Um Browns are now 8-3. Keep an eye on them. They're probably heading to the postseason. Saints obviously beat the Broncos 31-3 yesterday. We really don't need to talk about this game because it really should have never even been played. The 49ers beat the Rams 23-20. to uh, Rams lose a pivotal divisional game. Um, NFC West still up for grabs for the most part. The Chiefs beat old man Brady in the Bucs yesterday 27-24. Um, at the end of the first quarter, Tyreek Hill had, I forget how many receptions he had, but he had like 203 yards and... In two tu- in in two touchdowns, Un- unbelievable performance yesterday from both Mahomes and Hills. Yeah, and the Hill. Chiefs are um, so legit. Just really, it's just really hard for me to see. Chiefs are going to win. I, I I think the Chiefs it's are going to really win hard for me any, for me to see anyone beating them. Pittsburgh, that's about it. Yeah, I just Mahomes. Mahomes, to be honest with you, good. Pittsburgh, that's I, really. Yeah, I just Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable, man. His last his no, stats uh, last five game are unbelievable. Yeah, Mahomes has just been playing at another MVP level. He, this year. he is the um, MVP. He definitely is over. He definitely he he definitely overtook uh, Russell Wilson in being the MVP this year. As for Tom Brady, uh, tensions are building between him and Bruce Arians in the locker room. There's been reports about it, and uh, well, it showed once again. Yeah, I think so. the Bucks will be okay. I still think they're going to be a playoff team, and I think it's a lot of overreactions. Um, not, they, they just seem to, the division, lately though. they seem to be just getting off to slow starts. They need to figure out a way not to get off to those slow starts and play from play catch up. Well, look at you defending yeah. Tampa. I still think they're going to be a good team in the <laughs> uh, in the East. I, I mean the NFC. That's <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> I know what you meant, Chris. Um, and then Sunday night football, the. Packers beat the Bears 41-25. Yeah, the, Bear, the Bears really got this caught being on prime time. This game sucked. They, the Bears really don't deserve to be on prime time next year. They 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 should get the the one because every team has to play Packers on Thursday night. Too. So like they get, so like they get their Thursday night game and then that's it next year. This team is yeah, a Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, watch out come playoff time. I think Chris, we could get a Chiefs Packers Super Bowl. Would be sweet. Would be would yeah. be cool to see, but um, let's talk about Monday night. Let's give let's give our thoughts for Monday night Seahawks and Eagles. Uh, who's Hawks. winning this? Exactly. This is this is gonna be brutal. Yeah, it's gonna. Uh, 
might be a little sloppy at first, but Seattle will prevail. Uh, when Eagles are mm-hmm. not a good team. I think I think there's some Christmas specials on tonight too, so you might want to watch those. Yeah, I won't really be watching that game. I'm not gonna watch it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna watch it for I'll a good. Keep tabs on it. Obviously, it. I want the Eagles to lose, so the Giants stay in first place. But other than that, I'm not gonna be watching the whole game. I'd rather be playing. Rather be playing the PS5 or watching my shows. All right, Chris, with the flex <laughs> right there. Um, and then finally. Assuming this game gets played, even though just Adam Schefter just reported it most likely won't be. Ravens Steelers, who you got? I think Pittsburgh wins. Too much, much stuff. Yeah, I uh, do Ravens. I think, and I also don't think they're just a good football team this year. I'm gonna end the show off with a hot take right here, Chris. Pittsburgh runs the table, Pittsburgh runs the table until they get to the AFC Championship game. That's a good hot take. That that's my thing right there. I think I think they I think they go sixteen and zero, and then they, then they get into the into the AFC Championship game, where they run into Patrick Mahomes and the Steel and the, and the Chiefs and lose that game. But uh, but that's it for this week. A lot to keep an eye on. Um, December coming on upon us. Uh, meaningful playoff football games. A lot to cover in the next couple of weeks. Definitely. Definitely. It seems like now sports are going to start picking back. It seems like now we're going to regain the NBA. Hopefully we regain the NHL. So we'll have all of the – and then eventually baseball early in 2021. So, we might, so we're going to be back to be having like a full-on show pretty soon in multiple sports. Um, but anyways, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, taking a listen. Uh, we appreciate the support. As always, wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance yourself. And call out all those cameras out there. Um, so, <laughs> yep. So uh, we'll see you guys next Thanks, week. Thanks, guys. See you next week.